Welcome to Sunday Night Novies, Sunday Night Novies, an ongoing presentation of the Weiss Entertainment Network, 613 on your dial. Uh, tonight's sheer prophetic vision in the 21st century, the message of Nevi'im Rishonim, the story of the Book of Shmuel. The series will focus on how Shmuel Novi, the author of the Book of Shmuel, sent us many messages for our time. The series is dedicated to Zechon Nishmas, Rabbi Yachmiel, Ben Aaron Meir, Shomosh Avon Aliyah. Okay. Um, we come to an interesting story tonight. I, I, I don't know if we're going to get through the whole story, but we'll, we're going to try our best. Um, one of the things that happened last week, and, and it's an important connection to the beginning of this week's parrot, is, is, is we had a, uh, we discussed, not last week, two weeks ago, uh, we had an, uh, um, an exchange between David HaMelech and Shol. So if you remember, David was in the back of the cave and, and, and uh, Shaul went in to relieve himself and there was a whole, a whole thing. Anyway, David cut off his uh, garment and, and, and then, and then they, David confronted Shaul. And, and he said to him, you know, what, why, you know why, why is it that, that you are, like, like, what do you want from me? Like, like, why, like, it's not fair what you're doing to me. And, and he said, and he uses a strong term, Hayah Hashem Dayan. He says that Hashem should be the judge between between uh, uh, me and you. That that it's a you know this is like this is like serious stuff here. He says, "V'yishpatenu um, miyodecha," and he should vindicate me from your your hands. Uh, and and then Shaul responds. If you're in the article on 158, it's the end of Parachov Dalit. Um, it's Parachov Dalit, Pasuk Yudchet. Vayomer el David, Sadiqa Tami Meni, Ki Atav Gemaltani Atova, Vani Gemalti Chara. He says, you're a greater than, Shal, Shal confesses himself to, to David and says that you're greater than me. You know, you've only done good and, I, and, I've, and I've repaid you good with bad. Uh, he says, I, I see how today you've done good. Hashem has delivered me into your hands, but yet you did not kill me. Uh, now, that goes back to um, this idea that I spoke about a number of times. We say every morning, right? David Amela was the champion of this concept that that we are not allowed to judge Hashem's anointed ones. In other words, in other words, if, if Shaul became the king and, and he was that he was the anointed king, that it's not human, it's not our human job to, to put him in his place. Now, obviously, it's too, obviously there's a limit to that also. Um, the Gemara at the beginning, the uh, the, the Mishnah at the beginning of Sanhedrin says that that if there's any matter that the king needed to be judged, that he had to go before the Sanhedrin Agadola. So obviously there were standards. I'm, I'm not I'm not talking about I'm not talking about those kind of things. If he committed Aveiras or if he wanted to do go to war, he had to go to the Sanhedrin. We're not talking about that. Obviously, obviously, even the king has rules, and there's a whole parsha of the mela uh, of things that the, that the king had to do. We discussed that when we learned uh, uh, by by uh, when Paratess when uh, when when they came to Shmuel and they said we want a king. Okay, uh, we're not talking about that. But but the idea of alti gubim shichai means that that it's not our place to judge Hashem's Hashem's um, anointed ones, and that was something. That was something that that David understood very very well. He said David understood that I, I'm meant to be the king, and that's fine. He says, but but in its due time, 
in it in its due time. And and it says that that David did not, and for that reason, it says that David did not kill kill him, even though he was given uh, the opportunity. He says, does a man find his enemy? The Shilchol Bederach Toba. Shilchol says, does it ever happen that a man finds his enemy and sends him along, you know, gives him lunch and sends him along the way? And he tells him, uh, Shaul says that Hashem, Hashem is going to repay you, um, is going to give you good, good things um, uh, uh, because of what you did. Uh, David says, Does anybody ever, uh, in, 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 when a person encounters their enemy, the first, the first uh, reaction is kill the enemy, get rid of them. And yet, 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 you clearly did not. Hashem, Abal Hashem, Yishalem Luchal Gemul. Hashem will pay you back. The Lo Luchina Masisa, Masha Asisa, and it said, and you will see, uh, you will see that that um, that you you will be repaid in a in a very positive way. And um, and what you did, what what you did is not for naught. And and there will there will be positive reward for for what you what you did. Here's the most important phrase at the end of this paragraph. Atah with an ayin means now. I know. Wow. Shaul says to David, I know you're going to be the king. This was a, this is a, a complete, um, uh, conf- uh, not confession, a complete, uh, that's what I'm looking for. Uh, no, it was Ruvang when I needed uh, the acknowledgement. Acknowledgement. Thank you, Ruven. It's <laughs> 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 uh, um, a complete acknowledgement, a complete, uh, uh, a full disclosure. That's what it was. A full disclosure that he understood his role. The Yisrael. Now, interesting. He, he says not just that you'll be the king, but it'll be established in your hand. Like Shaul, Shaul under, understood a lot more about what is about to take place. Uh, not just that David is going to be the king, but it's going to be an established uh, king. And he acknowledges that and it comes with a full disclosure about that. And he says to him, please do not, please do not, you know, just make a covenant with me that you won't wipe out my, my descendants. Um, and we know he didn't because we know uh, the story of Purim is based on the descendants of Shaul. Well, Esther, uh, one of the, um, okay, uh, uh, again, I, I, I can't quote exactly where, but, and, 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 I, and I know I'm not making this up. Um, one of the discussions in Midrashim is that, that Est, part of Esther's acceptance was because she came from royal blood, because she was... Uh, a descendant of Shaul's family, whether she's a direct descendant of Shaul, okay, not, not so clear. But but Mordechai and Esther were descendants of that family, Ben Yareb Ben Shimi Ben Kish. Remember, Kish was the father of Shaul Amela. So so when 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 Shaul asked David to um, to you know to, to promise that he won't wipe out his descendants, um, and so David David and David you know makes 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 that promise. Uh, um, and um, 
right? He says, you know, if that will happen, then his name will be forgotten. And David does not do that. And 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 real, really, really, the truth is, like David preserving the family of Shaul. So that brought brought Mordechai. We, we had a there's a Gemara says it's a um, um, the art scroll art scroll introduction to Megillus Esther um, has a, has this discussion. Um, by the way, I have a little trivia. Um, Megillus Esther is the first publication of art scroll. That is the first thing that ever came out from art scroll. Megillus Esther. So, yeah, in case anyone, in case it comes up in a Jeopardy game, you'll know the answer. <laughs> anyway, no, no, Siddur was much later. Uh, uh, I, Siddur came out when I went to Eretz Yisrael. Um, that was, was later. The, um, anyway, they, they, in the introduction, there is a discussion of something that's called misplaced mercy. So the Gemara compares Shaul having mercy on Amalek, which was obviously terrible, on, on Agag, um, to David having mercy on Shimi ben Gera. So, uh, so we'll get to that story. It's, it's uh, uh, well, not for a long time. Um, uh, Shimi ben Gera uh, cursed David Amalek when he was running away from Absalom. Um, in fact, he tells Shlomo on his deathbed, he says, He talks to a very powerful curse. And David Amalek does not do anything at that point. So the Gemara, sa Gemara says, and, and, and because he didn't do anything, so he had more children, and, and, then his, and then eventually from that came Mordechai, who saved the Jewish people. So, so, so the, Gemara, the Gemara discusses how David had a sense of Scarva of, Oynish, of, of, of where Shaul didn't. And, and, and that was the difference between Shaul and, and David. And so David, David, of you know, preserving Shoal's family was a was a was a major concept of uh, uh, of you know for the future of the Jewish people. And I, I just I just I just think it's interesting also that Shoal uses that term the kama biyadcha that the you know the 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 malucha that will be established that that Shoal, so so this you know you know it's a very it's very hard I, and and I, I do appreciate this. It's very hard to view Shaul in a positive light, but we can't forget, and, and that, that goes back to, to what Rabbi Rivon said about Alti Gubim Shichai, but we can't forget that it was picked for his greatness. And, and when, he, when he had rational moments, he, he really saw the whole picture. And that's the Kamo Biyadcha Mamlechus Yisrael. And he says, the future is in your hands. And, and, and he understood that. And, and that, that's a very important idea that comes out of this. Um, parrot. Now, so so that that that's that's what happens there. And says David swears. David ascended to the the uh, fortress. Um, so it says in the letter after the reconciliation, David did not return to his home. Apparently, fearful that Shaul's melancholy will return, and that the courtiers would would once more turn him against David. And he remained a fugitive. No, not Harrison Ford, but uh, David O'Melech uh, uh, remained a, a fugitive. Um, anyway, um, so, so that was the end of the part. I just wanted to just because uh, I kind of ran through it quickly last time, so I just wanted to give you some some insight into into the end of that part. Okay, okay. Now we get into a strange story. <laughs> so the interesting story, but a strange story. Story of Naval. Naval uh, was uh, was this guy who was very wealthy, 
And we'll see, we'll see he doesn't respond to David in a way that he was supposed to. So we'll get to that in a second. But before that, the Novi tells us uh, something important. Vayamas Shmuel. Novi tells us that Shmuel dies. Vayikapsu kol Yisrael. And it says that all of the Jewish people gathered. Vayispedulo. And they buried him in his uh, in his uh, uh, state, I guess. David, Midbar Paran. Now, what, what, why? So, so let on the Mefarshim grapple with with uh, why is it? Why is no? Why why did God or Nasan who wrote who picked up? So we know we know we know the Gemara says. So up to here, Shmuel wrote, wrote it. So once he dies, uh, uh, God and Nasan, uh, there's one more I'm forgetting right now, um, who was who part of that group, uh, wrote uh, the, the God of Tachanan, by Yomer David El God. That's the, that's the God who was, who was the Navi, who wrote uh, the rest of the Savior together with Nasan and Navi. Again, there's one more, and I, I, I don't remember who the other one is right now. Anyway, we'll have to look it up. So um, um, Anyway. So, so Shmuel dies. So now, now before I get into that that question of why why it's here, so we're gonna we'll discuss in a minute. But call uh, um, Yisrael, all all of the Jewish people mourn his loss, the the, the loss of, of of as I've said so many times, one of the great people to ever walk this earth was felt by everybody, everybody, everybody. When it says call Yisrael, it doesn't mean they had a mass Leviathan. It means that everywhere in Eretz Yisrael, they had they had they had uh, Asifa for for Hespedim. Like like this was, they everyone felt like they lost a friend, and and, and it it this this speaks volumes volumes to who he was, and and. and and I've spoken to you on, on many, many occasions about how he turned around the Jewish world. I'm not perfect, you know. There's always people who are uh, dissenters, but 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 it is so clear that Shmuel turned around the single-handedly turned around the Jewish world. Um, took a, you know, we, we spent so much time talking about Sefer Shoftim and the nightmare of Sefer Shoftim, and and, and Shmuel Anovi really, really, really put his foot down and said. Enough of this. Uh, we can't live like this anymore. We have to stop living like this, and we have to make a better way for our for ourselves and for our children and for the future. So it's not an accident that in his hands was the what what was the establishment of Malchus based David that 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 the kingdom of David was established through, through Shmuel and Ovid. That was a tribute to him because because when he left this world, he set he set he he lit a fire. If I can use the expression, Shmuel Novi lit a fire. He lit a fire among the Jewish people. He 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 taught the Jewish people how they were meant to live in Eretz Yisrael. Um, he took them out of this tumultuous period of Sefer Shoftim. And uh, uh, you know, those of you who joined us later, uh, you can listen to all the podcasts uh, to hear what I have to say about Sefer Shoftim. Um, and and he left his mark on the Jewish people. Um, you know, we 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 say Friday night. You know, Moshe v'Yaron v'Koyanav, right? Moshe v'Yaron v'Koyanav, u'Shmuel v'Koreshimah, right? Moshe and Aaron, Shmuel. 
Governor Mel writes this, right? So that that's an acknowledgement of what he of of the of the greatness of the man. He understood that this that that, that this man was 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 exceptional, was an exceptional leader, was an exceptional person, and okay, you know we discussed you know he, he came from pretty uh, from from pretty good stock. Uh, you know his parents were were pretty solid people themselves, and we discussed that at great length. Um, you know, Haftorah, first day of Rosh Hashanah. Um, but everybody felt his loss. And, but, you know, to me, you know, you know, we talk a lot about this, you know, as a rabbi, I speak, uh, uh, fortunately, I have opportunity to speak a lot at, you know, give Hespedim at Levayas or Shloshims or whatever. So we always talk about that, you know, the greatest tribute to a person is, is to take, take their good qualities and live it and take it into, you know, take it into our own lives and and live it and and make it, you know, make it happen. Like if a person is a, you know, Baal Stoker gives a lot of Sadoka. So that's a message to us that that we should try, or the person does a lot of Chesed or whatever, whatever it is, they were great parents, they were great, great uh, spouses, you know, whatever, whatever the the Hespit is for that person. So there's a Machlokas in the Gemara, whether a hesped is is yikara dechayim or yikara demesa, meaning meaning what's the purpose of a hesped? Is that is a hesped a eulogy? Um, it, it, what's the purpose of it? Is it is it to honor the dead or is it to honor the living? So so I I always I always say and I've said this in a hesped that I think it's an aspect of both. That on the one hand you have to pay tribute to the to the person who's gone, but on the other hand there has to be a takeaway. Like you go to a Levaya, you know, you know, um, a year and a half ago or whenever it was, where David Feinstein passed away. And, you know, to me, it was an amazing thing. I, I watched uh, large, large sections of the Levaya. It was, uh, you know, it was on uh, whatever, Torah anytime or whatever, whichever it was. Anyway, I watched large sections of the, of the Levaya. I was, on, I was streaming on YouTube. And so I, I don't need to tell you that David Feinstein was, was a great Talmud Chacham. I, you know, it's, it's not even doing justice to what he was. But that's not what they talked about. I'm, I'm sure they mentioned that too. They spoke about all the chesed that he did. That, 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 that how, he, how he helped a lot, a lot of people. And, and you know, so that's also the takeaway that, that, yeah, you have to learn Torah and we have to go to Rashir and we have to be, we have to be part of it. But, but we have to, but, we, but, but what, about, what about the other aspect? So the Gemara says, so, so the Gemara was, it was a Gemara in the end of Yabama. So this was in the Daf a couple of weeks ago, right? The difference between Abaye and Rava, right? So, so we, le- we, learned, we learned here that there was a curse on the descendants of Ali, that they didn't live, that, that they didn't live past a certain age. And uh, Abaye and Rava um, were descendants of Ali and they lived past the age. So the Gemara says, and, and Abaye lived longer than Rava. So, and, and why, why was that? So it says, it says Rava was only Oisik for Torah. Abaye was Oisik for Torah, and he and he did a lot of Gamilas Chasadim. So he lived, so he so he he beat the curse because of his of his exceptional um way way that he went about when he went about himself. That's what Gemara says. Uh, it's, it's the end, of, it's in a number of places, but it, it's the end of Yibamas. Um uh, it has to be because because this is fresh in my head from the last couple of weeks. Um uh, so anyway, anyway, so so what you know, so that idea is 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 the purpose of a hesped. 
So here, here you have Shmuel Hanavi. Shmuel Hanavi. What, what, what was his attraction? His attraction is that he went to the people. We discussed how he, he was a traveler. He was a mashulah, right? He, he came up with the idea before the Lubavitcher Rebbe uh, of being a mashulah, to go out and to meet with people, right? You know, I, I, I say tongue-in-cheek. He had, he had Charlton Kogel with, with people's houses. Like he went and he spoke to them. He, he, created, he created relationships with people. He created, um, he crea- he created rela- relationships with people. He was... And everyone felt like they lost a friend. But the great, greatest, the greatest, the epitaph of Shmuel Hanavi is the world didn't go back to, to, didn't go backwards. The world, the Jewish world went forward after his death. David eventually becomes king. Shlomo becomes king. He builds the base of Migdash. And you have, you have arguably the greatest moments of Jewish history right in front. Of, and if anyone for a moment for a moment, doesn't appreciate that that, that all takes place on, on the shoulders of Shmuel Hanavi, then you didn't read this book. Then you don't know who Shmuel Hanavi was. But for a second, if you, if you don't miss that, if you don't miss that point, it was he who dug his feet in it deep and says, and, and, and he, he sat there and says, he, that we're going to fix this world. We're going to fix the Jewish world. We're going to make it a better place. We're going to make people obey Hashem. We're going to, we're going to, even though, yes, we know we discussed with the king, it wasn't, it was, it was somewhat controversial. Didn't matter. When he left, it was going to be, it was going to be, it, it wasn't going to be, okay, temp, like the Shoftim. He wasn't going to be, you know, he was the last of the Shoftim. He wasn't going to be like, like the other Shoftim. The other Shoftim, it was good while they were alive. As soon as they died, right back. Shmuel Hanavi said, no, no, no. I, I know that story because I wrote that book too. Uh, um, and, and I know what, what happened after Ehud ben Geira and then Sneel ben Kenaz and, and Gidon and Yiftach and all those people. I know that story. He says, that's not going to be my story. And he did it with humility and he did it with greatness. And, and, and who does he leave behind? David Melch Yisrael Chayvakani. That's the... And, so the Radak says, it's beautiful. I, I, like, it hit me when I, when I saw the Radak. Listen to the Radak, and, and this really hit me. He says, See per Misa Shmuel. The Novi tells us about the death of Shmuel. Ki efshar Shmuel mi It could be. So Radak says, very simply, it could, it could be. This, after this story is when he actually died. Right, there's no, no fanfare. This is when he died. However, this, well, 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 listen to the words of the Rada. Viniskaima nevua Shmuel bechaya. He says the 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 prophecy of Shmuel was fulfilled in his day. Ki af shol hoda lemelucha ledavid. The words of the Rada. He says that Shmuel himself was. Shaul himself now agreed. Now, now, as I said before, a full disclosure that David is going to be the king. So it's almost like the mission was completed. Shmuel dies when the job was done. Because now even Shaul has, has openly understood and openly appreciated that the, that the future of the Jewish people is, is with David, not, 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 not with him. 
And and once that happens, it's almost it's almost like um, you know, it's almost like it, you know, it's, it's a little bit like Moshe. You know, it, it says it says that um, Hashem tells Moshe after the after the sin of Baal Peor, where you know where where, where many people died, and Pinchas killed Zimri and, and Cosby, and Hashem says that that we should you should go and and, and uh, you know go and fight Midian. And then, um, and after you fight Midjan, then you're going to die. Achar te'asev elamecha, pasuk in Parshas Pinchas and in Parshas Matos. And Moshe goes, and so it was also like that there was a certain mission. There was a certain thing that Moshe had to, had to accomplish before he, before he left this world. And when that happened, he, he was already, it was time to pass it on um, to, to Yoshua. And, you know, in the Chumash, you know, when we read this on Sumchus Torah, you know, it says that that when Moshe dies, Yeshua felt that that inspiration uh, to be to be the next leader. And, you know, he knew it beforehand because we already, it was already told to him. But and so I, I I think I think also here what you see with Shmuel, and I think this is what the Radak is 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 driving at, is that is that Shmuel had a mission. Uh, Shmuel became that person who who had to carry out the mission, and the mission was to establish Malchus based David. Among the many other things that he did, but 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 that was a major thing because because see see what ha- what happened in the book of Shoftim is there was no continuity. Like the Shoftim died, they went back. There was no there was no one to stand up and say let's continue. When when Shmuel dies, that continuity was already in place, and 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 the drive forward that that needed to be created, which which was mm-hmm. such a a great failure um, in the time in the time of the Shoftim. Uh, now, now just go just goes completely the other way uh, and and that's what the doctor is saying he says now that Shaul, even Shaul, has admitted that that david that david um is going to be the king um so he, so now uh so now Shmuel uh right, passes away the mission is done he sees that his own prophecy is established and is fulfilled in his own lifetime um and and it's and then and then they bury, and then they bury him and then and then you know the re- the rest is history. Uh, but but I think but I think but I, but I really think that that to just to, not to be you know not to be repetitive but but I, I really think that that if you you cannot look at the next two books in Novi without understanding the the foundation that was built by Shmuel Hanavi. So so it's Moshe and Aaron the Kohanav Ushmuel the Koreshimo. Right, his reason why David writes that is David understood exactly what what the story was because David read the book and 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 knew what happened before, and you know and we we discussed uh, we discussed with uh, Doeg you know the the question the question of David's lineage with Rus and 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 how the base din of Shmuel you know established the halacha like there was so many like, like the list of accomplishments just you know just goes on and on. And, every, and, and, and let's not kid ourselves. Every Jewish person knew it. Everybody knew what they lost. The eulogies were everywhere, were everywhere throughout the country. The country was at a standstill when, 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 when Shmuel died. Um, it doesn't say it here, and I'm totally making this <laughs> totally making this up. Um, I, I, it wouldn't shock me if there were even at when after at Shloshim, when you know thirty days after he died, that there was a similar kind of reaction 
to what to what had happened. It doesn't say that anywhere in the novel. I'm totally making that up. But but I'm but I, I think it's I think the novel is trying to tell us the reaction of the Jewish people. I'm only hour and a Cohen. It said Kol Beis Yisrael. Here it says Kol Yisrael, all of the Jewish people. And that, that speaks largely to who he was. Okay, so let's let's get into the story. We're obviously not going to finish it tonight, but okay, we'll, we'll do a little bit. He said, he said, there was a man in a place called Ma'on, Umasehu Bakarmel, whose business was in Carmel, meaning he, he lived in Ma'on, but he had his business in a place called Carmel. Okay. Now, Gadol generally means wealth, right? Right. When when the Navi or even in the Gemara, right, right, um, Rebbe Rabbeinu Akadosh, Rabbi Yudhanasi was called Torah Ugidula Bemakomecha. Torah, I mean, he was the, the he was clearly the the Gadolador, and, and Gedula was he was the, also one of the most wealthiest people of the generation. So 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 the description of the word Gadol often means wealth. Um, now now we're going to see. Here, so so the Radak says, Shame ear Haniskar, Yehuda. He says that Maon was a city that was in the section of Eretz Israel that belonged to, to the, the tribe of Yehuda. We're gonna see in a minute, in a minute, that Nova that we're talking about here, um, he was a descendant of Kaleb. Kaleb ben Yifune was one of the two spies that came back to, that came back from Eretz Israel, and, and and he was one of the good ones. No, he didn't. He 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 was one of the good ones. Yeah, he he's one of the two that came back and said that we can go and capture him and Yoshua. So and he was promised the city of Hebron because he went to Hebron to, to Davin by Marasamachpela that he should be spared from the evil of the of the spies. So the Radak says, Makom Shu Avod over Ilanos. It was a place where there was a, a planting and trees, Ikare Karmel. Shinema Bayam Midbar Le Karmel. Opeo Show Masehu Mikneu. Kia Mikne Nikra Mase Malacha. We had flock over there, we had sheep, and it was a it, it was a place where uh, where where a, a lot of things were, were going on. Okay. So that's so that's what he says. So he says, It says that he had he owned 3,000 sheep and 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 a thousand goat. Right? Sounds like it's an area with ranches or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And 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 he would uh, uh, the following once happened. At the shearing of his sheep in Carmel. Okay, so apparently, apparently, from what I, I learned uh, in in preparing this year, um, that when they when they used to when they used to um, shear the sheep, that was like a big event. That was like a festival. Like, like when 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 they would shear the sheep, there would be like a big celebration. That would be like a, because I, I think I, I mean I guess it makes sense because because when they sheared the sheep, that means they were able to sell it and they and they made. And they made a lot of money, so there was always a, so it was always a, it was like a, a festival. If you ever gone to these, 
I don't know, these farming places and, you know, you see these things happen. Uh, so that was, it was a big event. Uh, now that he's telling us that it was a big event. V'shem Ha'ish Naval. So Naval is, is uh, well, we're going to see that. Uh, Naval is not the greatest name to have because the word Naval means, uh, a, you know, a, a maneuver, uh, you know, a bad person. Nevela, right? Nevela is meat that with that, not only with that, Nevela is meat. Nevela means uh, an, a kosher animal that died without a proper shkita. So the meat is Nevela, and if you touch it, you become tummy. So it's not exactly the most complimentary name. Uh, and we know in Tanakh that, some, that sometimes the names in, are, are, reflect who they are, not necessarily ha- how they were referred to. Um, it says, Masha si peri ish, ish kasheb Right. It's, so the Radak says that the names is not is what's about to happen, uh, and the names fit their behavior on based on what what's what's about to happen. Um, by the way, it was uh, just on a side note on Friday was Abigail's birthday. Abigail is my youngest. Uh, those of you were not were, were not on the local network. Um, it was her birthday on Friday, 13 years old. Um, and, and big, big, big pizza party in camp. Anyway, so shame Ishto Abigail, right? The Aisha Tovas Seichel, right? She was a very intelligent woman, the fast a very beautiful woman. The Aish Kasher, Vera Ma'alulim, Vehu Vehu Kalbi. And but the man was difficult and an evildoer, but he was a descendant of Kali. Uh, you know, there's a message there too that uh, you can't always rely on your on your yichus. Uh, just because you come from uh, you know good yichus doesn't mean no, no. In other words, the midos tovos is something each person has to work on to be a mensch. You got to work on that yourself. You can't say, well, I come from, look who I come from. So therefore, it's all going to be good. You know, you know, it's an amazing story. I'll tell you an amazing story. Um, uh, what's his name? Um, Herzog. Not the recent Herzog. The, the, the older her. I said Chaim Herzog. So Chaim, so Chaim Herzog's father. So Chaim Herzog was the president of Israel in the, when I was in high school. Um, there was an ancient history. I'm not sure what year was that? 1980-something? You were in, well, Chaim Herzog? Yeah. He came to YU when we were in high ninth grade. Um, oh, that was uh, 84, 85, 84. 83. I think 83. Maybe. Whatever. That, okay. Around, early 80s. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Now, 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 Chaim Herzog's father was the God of Lador. Uh, Rav Herzog was the first chief Ashkenazi rabbi of Israel. He, he, was, from, he was born in Dublin and in, in Scot- uh, Ireland. Um, he was he was a goddle. I mean, I mean, you look at his writings, tremendous, tremendous goddle. His son uh, was not such a goddle. <laughs> his son wasn't a goddle at all. Yeah, I don't think he was even from. He wasn't. Anyway, so he, can't, so, so he comes to YU and um, so, and you know, it's YU, right? It's University, right? And, and you know, is we're in Lamford Auditorium, the place is packed, and he gives this whole speech how we should all come to Eretz Yisrael. Why? Because we should develop it uh, in technology, and we should develop the land, and we should we should do all of these things. He never once said in his speech, "We should come to Eretz Israel because it's the land of Abraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov." 
So, you know, this is amazing. Like your father was the god of Lador. And this is what you say to, to, to okay, it was one thing you're speaking to, I don't know where, where, but you're speaking in why you, my God. <laughs> you know, so 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 there's a message here that, that a person, the person's yichus is not a guarantee of, of, of anything. It really isn't. Um, I think if you become the great person that your yichus dictates, so, so then you could pull out the yichus too. You could say, you know, when uh, I'll tell you on the opposite end, the Gemara says in Brachos in the fourth parak that when Rabbi Lozab and Azariah, right? So, you know, there was a whole controversy. Rabbi Gamliel was the head of the Jewish world. So, so he was a tough guy. Like uh, people disagree with him. He didn't always act properly. Well, however you understand the Gemara, uh, with Rabbi Yeshua particularly. So anyway, so they, they deposed him. They, they, they impeached him. They removed him from, from office. Eventually they put him back. But uh, anyway, so who did they appoint? They appointed Rabbi Lozab ben So why did they appoint Rabbi Lozab ben So they said, number one, they said he's a 10th generation from Ezra, a sofer. He, 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 had, he was, was Kohen and, and he had tremendous yichus. So I'm saying it is a factor. But at the same time, he, and they said he was wealthy and uh, there was one more thing I remember it was. But, uh, but, but obviously he was a god of <laughs> I mean, he was, at the age of 18, he was already... Uh, acknowledged as being one of the great Rabbanim of the generation, which is pretty impressive. So, so, so there, the Yichus was to his benefit, but, but, but what, what he was preceded the Yichus. First, they said what he was, then they said, okay. And he's also a 10th generation from Ezra. So, so you know, to be a descendant of Kalev, it's, it's a shame what he turned out to be, you know, but, but yet, is what it is. So that's an important that's an important point. Anyway, I, I, see, I see we're not going to really get to the whole story tonight, but okay, whatever. Don't worry about it. We'll get to it eventually. But Vaishma David Bamidbar. So David heard in the wilderness, Ki Gozez Naval Esono, that Naval was was great was grazing his um, his sheep. Okay. David Asara Narim. So this is what happened. This really sounds like a story in Sefer Shulchan. David sent 10 of his uh, people, his, his art's called translated as attendants, his guys, right? Um, um, so David said, Alu Carmela, go up to the place called Carmel, Ubasem El Naval, and go to and speak to Naval. Usha'altim Lo Bishmi, Lishalom. And ask him in my name, how's he doing? Okay, right. David undertook the responsibility. So I'm gonna tell you what was going on here. David undertook the responsibility. I'm reading the article now, of providing food for his hundreds of followers, which was no easy task for a fugitive band of 600 men. Knowing of Naval's prosperity and confident that at, at that a time of celebration would warm the heart of even such a selfish person. David sent a delegation to Naval to request a gift of food. There was no simple request for charity, since as David's message asserted that, that his men had provided Naval's shepherds with protection at no charge and, and in a generous manner. David instructed his men to begin their presentation to Naval with a display of respect and good feeling. His expectation was far too optimistic. <laughs> Great. People are people. It's amazing. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> you make up the stories. Anyway, right? And you say them such success for life. The Ato Shalom, Shalom. May you be at peace, and may your household be at peace. And peace be upon all, all, all that that is yours. Um, and, um, and and uh, so anyway, so he sent him a very uh, warm uh, message. The Atoshamato, and now I heard he goes to Zimwa. I have heard that you are shearing for you. Uh, but you should know your shepherd stayed with us. Um, um, he said, he said, uh, we did not shame them. And, 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 and they did not lack anything. Otherwise, David had a relationship with the shepherds of Naval, and, and his people had, so to speak, protected him. And David says further, very interesting, very interesting conversation. He says, ask them. Ask them how they were treated, and they'll tell you. He said, he said, he said, and let my attendants find favor in your eyes. For we have come because of your of your celebration. He says, he says, therefore let my attendant, for we have come because of it. Please give whatever you can you can to your servants. Um uh, David, and to your son, to to David. Son doesn't mean literally; it means you know, respect, uh, humbling, humbling term. He said, um, The Radak says, "We never, we never did anything bad to them." that they would have any any question, yeah, or embarrassment. If they ever needed anything. We never turn them away empty-handed, as we always we always gave them what whatever they they needed, um, right? And uh, just the Mr. Dr. David points out that he says it was a custom that when they sheared the sheep, that it was a always a big celebration. The savior Panam Yafos. He's you know, David was saying that because because it's a Yanta and because of your celebration, so so uh you know now is a good time to give us you know what we need. He was looking for provisions. Right, and Radak says, He he says, like the Misudat, that there was a they made it was a custom to celebrate. No, as Radak says, Radak adds, we're coming at a time where it's no big deal for you to give us that because you already have the, you already are making a big barbecue. So, so if you're making the big barbecue, like what's the big deal for you to give us, uh, you know, some. You, you made a, a large, you're making a large party with a lot of food and a big kiddush and a whole, and a whole spiel. So it's a big deal. So you give, you, you, you give us uh, uh, some food. So that, that's, um, uh, that, that, that's, that, that's what David and said. By uh, now Ray David. Right, and so then they came, 
And they came to Naval and they said all that, all, all that David told them to say in his name, uh, and it says that they rested. When it says they rested, it means they, they said their peace and they stopped talking. They waited for the uh, for they waited for the response. Uh, right, uh, or, or, or as Radak puts it, They stopped speaking until they had until they heard what he was gonna uh, what, what he was gonna say. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so what does he say? Rayan Naval David and Naval replied to David and said, Me David or me Ben Yishai. Who is David and who's Yishai? He says, Hayom Rabu Avadim He says, These days the rebellious servants have increased each against his master. Should I take my bread and my water? Uh, that's and you know, my the meat that I've created. Um, should I take my bread and my water and my meat? And should I and should I give it to men who I, whose origins I don't know? So if you just, uh, uh, it's getting late, so we're, we're going to stop. Um, if you just remember back, this was this is the story of Gidon, right? Gidon had come to a place called Sukkot, and, and he had asked, and remember, remember Gidon defeated uh, um, the, uh, I don't remember who it was at the time. I think it was uh, Midjan? Maybe Midjan? Yeah, Midjan. Um, Gidon defeated uh, Midjan, and, 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 and anyway, with a small army, it was a miraculous, remember, it was 300 people. And then he went and he asked for provisions for his army. And, and you know, they turned to him and they said, you know, what have you done for us? You know, so, it, so Naval was like a descendant of those people, not literally, but I'm saying metaphorically, Naval was a descendant of those people. So Naval turns down David's men. And, 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 and that's where we have a, a problem. Okay, we're gonna, we're not, we're, I'm gonna leave you with a cliffhanger. Okay, again, um, next week is Shavasa Matamas. We're off. The week after, we're off. Also, I'm gonna. I don't know. I don't know where I'm gonna be. It's visiting day. I have to go visit my daughter in Camp Dina. Um, so, uh, so I don't know when I'm coming back. So I don't want to say I have a shear and then I not, then I, then it's uh, then I don't make it back on time. So, so we're gonna be uh, the week after. The week after will be ready the nine days. So we will have a shear. Then it'll be Tish above. We won't have a shear. And then uh, and then after Tish above. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll hopefully get back to a regular schedule. Uh, also, by then, I hope we're going to push back a little bit. Maybe we'll push back to 8.45. And, you know, eventually we'll push back to 8 o'clock as, as we have all winter. Okay. Thank you again, everyone, for coming on each and every Sunday night. I'm going to leave you with a cliffhanger. Uh, please feel free to read ahead in case you're, you're curious. <laughs> but anyway, I did want to share you some of those insights into the story and into the death of Shmuel Hanovi and into the reaction of Shoal to David at the end of the last part. Okay, uh, everyone, uh, be safe, be healthy, uh, enjoy the next couple of weeks, and, and I will see you in Mitzvah three weeks from tonight. Exactly. Thank you.